and Westerns on Wednesday pod show. My name is Mike King and I'm the producer and writer of Wild West Podcast. Today we have a very special show in store for you, but before we get started, I would like to make a special announcement to Brad, tonight's co-host, and our listeners. Okay, here we go. Drum roll, please. It is projected that this week our show will go over the top with over 10,000 hits. So, Brad, this is a great news as we continue to bring to our much appreciated (coughs) audience the stories of the Old West while we introduce our one whiskey of the week. Brad, what whiskey have you selected for us on this special Wednesday? Well, uh, before I before I read the label, I got to say, ten thousand hits. That's uh, that's enough to get you drunk right there. <laughs> I'm thinking that's <laughs> why we're here tonight. Congratulations, Mike. That's that's a pretty well, impressive feat for us. And I want to also say thank you very much for our listeners out there. That's uh, quite an audience. We couldn't do it without you. Other than that, we'd just be talking to ourselves. I'm thinking so. Which we've done anyway. Yeah, we have. Well, Mike, tonight's whiskey is the very creatively named and labeled Hellcat Maggie. Hellcat Maggie. Why Hellcat Maggie? Does your selection have anything to do with our legends of Dodge City? Well, got to thinking, Mike, that uh, one thing we haven't really covered on this show is the, uh, the ladies. Ladies? The ladies of Dodge. Uh, of course, and I use the term loosely uh, in some cases. And uh, Hellcat Maggie, I'll just I'll introduce the uh, the whiskey a little bit. Okay. Uh, for those of you who may be fans of the uh, the 2002 Martin Scorsese fa- um, film Gangs of New York, uh, one of the characters in that was was Hellcat Maggie. Uh, now in the film, she was sort of a composite of three or four different uh, different girls amongst the uh, the New York City gangs during that time. Uh, Hellcat Maggie actually died a little bit earlier than those events. Uh, she died in the 1840s, but she was known uh, as, well, she was quite the Hellcat. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, she would file her teeth down uh, to a point. <laughs> she actually wore uh, as close to razor sharp as she could get had brass claws on her fingers. She was a fiend. Uh, she was one of the, uh, the dead rabbits. Uh, in in New York, uh, quite well known, quite well known at the time. So they decided, I guess, uh, now to honor her presence by creating a liquor uh, and naming it after. Well, as an Irish uh, Irish American immigrant, uh, Maggie seemed fitting for a whiskey that is distilled in Ireland, uh, traditionally pot stilled, just like the the old ones are. 
uh, bottled, however, in the United States. Why don't we just take a little taste of that Wildcat Maggie and, and see exactly how that fares up to the name. Uh, you give me a little pour there? I don't mind if I do. All right. Okay. And you got a little, a little bit for yourself. myself here. Okay. That, uh, mm. one yeah. knows that's, that's very traditional uh, Irish whiskey I get. First thing right away is very, very strong notes of green apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's just as if someone uh, sliced open a green apple and shoved it right in your face. Well, the color of it is kind of a light gold. Uh, sort of a sort of a copper. Uh, almost looks like it might be older than it is. I think from what I've been looking at, the uh, the Hellcat Maggie is aged no longer than three years. Okay, certainly. So they don't keep it in the barrel very long. Not very long at all, but it's definitely picking up that rich sort of sort of copper color. I'd say it's a little toasty, wouldn't you? Well, very toasty. You get the the biscuits, sort of a almost a, a cinnamon honey butter biscuit. Oh yeah, it does have that honey butter smell to it. Yeah, very uh, on the taste. It's I get uh, it's almost shortbread. I uh, I would say short, shortbread, shortbread cookies, yeah, still, slightly sweet, still in the tin actually. Which again is very common to to an Irish whiskey. It's probably like an entry level um, Irish whiskey. Wouldn't you oh, say? that's that's definitely a beginner Irish. Uh, it's certainly no certainly no Redbreast, uh, <laughs> uh, which we might have to do one of those one of these days. Yeah, well, that sounds like a good idea. I, I, I'd call it comparable to a Jameson, but not quite as not quite as friendly. Okay, I would agree with that too, uh, but it has a good taste to it. Actually, it does. I I it's don't kind of light. And I don't hate this. I would I would definitely drink <laughs> a, drink another bottle of this. Okay, it, it it tastes and sounds like we might have a story that relates to Hellcat Mag- Maggie, as she was a fighter and fought with tooth and nail. Do you know any characters in the old west uh, of Dodge City, maybe? who would have fit this bill, uh, maybe during the mid-1870s <clears throat> during the cattle drive? Well, I tell you, Mike, in those early days of Dodge City, uh, it you had to fight to survive uh, as a man. As a woman, you had an even harder time. Your options were, I don't want to say limited necessarily, as they were just different. Uh, and these women were fighters, uh, Especially when one of those uh, options that they had career-wise was prostitution. Uh, Dodge City was built on economics, and there was quite a, a bit of economic viability in the prostitution trade. So what you're saying then is that women that came to Dodge City had a trade. They did. They came to make money, and there, let's, well, there was a lot of money to be made. Uh, a lot of itinerants coming through, of course. The uh, and in those days, Dodge population was between one one thousand fifteen hundred people. Uh, most of these folks were coming through. They're looking uh, to you know stay a, a night or three, and just as long as they had business in town. And while they was here, they plan on enjoying themselves. Okay, so you bring up the intriguing subject of prostitution history in American West. And you are sure to liven up the conversation. 
What would compel a woman to enter this line of work in the 1800s? Why women of any decade would turn to this lifestyle is always interesting. And of course, every story is unique. Oh, absolutely. So what stories do you bring to us tonight about prostitutes and Dodge City? Well, one of my favorites, actually, is also one of the shortest. Uh, and this fits right in with our, our Hellcat, uh, so to speak. In 1877, there was a, a prostitute in town by the name of Frankie Bell. Now, Frankie Bell was, shall we say, large. Uh, in the newspaper, she was described as large and muscular. So she uh, was a big gal. Evidently a very intimidating woman. Okay, so she kind of led the ring of all the prostitutes maybe here in Dodge City. Yeah, well, at least Nobody once, really messed with her, huh? <laughs> I'd say if you spent a night with her, you didn't forget it anytime soon. Huh? <laughs> and and one, one particular individual who who definitely remembered his encounter with her was policeman Wyatt Earp. Oh, you mean Wyatt actually took this woman on? Well, he he did. He had to. He, she didn't give him much of a choice. Uh, Wyatt, out patrolling the streets one summer evening, was accosted verbally by Miss Frankie Bell. She took exception to his very existence. Uh, she and didn't just, like him walking the street, or she just didn't like him wearing a badge, whether or she just didn't like him at all? I think she just didn't like him at all. Um, probably one of those that had a, uh, a negatory view of law enforcement. Uh, possibly she just wasn't a fan of Wyatt's in particular. Not everyone was. Was she jealous? Oh, I doubt that. Uh, she she probably was just not. He might have arrested her at some point. Oh, we okay. don't really know what started the confrontation. What we do know is that that one particular June evening, she stormed right up to Wyatt while he was just walking the streets doing his job. And she lit into him, calling him every name in the book. So she knew a lot of names back in those days. Oh, I'm, some that have probably been lost to time, and most of them I'm sure we don't dare repeat on yeah, the I air. I'd say, I'd say. Uh, well, Wyatt stood there, and he took it as long as he possibly could. So he was being a gentleman while he was being raped over the coals. Certainly trying to. Until he finally had enough of it, he hauled off and slapped her. Oh, my goodness. Now, this, <laughs> this caused two things to happen. Uh, one, it shut up Frankie Bell. And two, uh, they were both arrested. Wait a minute. Now, you are you saying that you are saying that he was a law officer talking to a prostitute in the street. Mm -hmm. He slaps her. He slaps her. And he gets arrested and she gets arrested? No one was above the law. So the, Not even Wyatt Earp. So Wyatt Earp gets arrested. He did. Uh, now, Frankie Bell, it, it wasn't much of a trial. Basically, they both went in front of the judge. and uh, Judge fined Miss Bell $20 for uh, public intoxication, just being a nuisance. Did she like the judge? I doubt that. <laughs> uh, of course, Wyatt, knowing full well that he was doing his job to the best of his ability, had just reached his breaking point. 
I'm sure even he restrained himself as much as possible. You know, he was known for uh, beating people with the back of his six gun, not just the the palm of his hand. Wyatt was fined the minimum legal fee. He was fined one dollar. Oh, so she got twenty. She he got, got twenty. One. Well, she started it, right? Yeah, she. Uh, yeah. What would you <laughs> call that when you? Cuss out a law officer. Well, even still today, they don't generally take kindly to that. <laughs> so, not much has changed right. in the world of law enforcement. Uh, of course, that was there. Are several other examples of uh, you know various ladies of the evening or prostitutes, whatever you want to call them. One of the fieriest is that a word? Fieriest, the most fiery. We'll say it that way. One of the most accelerated. Uh, Accelerated, that's a good one. And temperament, and emotion, maybe. She she was definitely intemperate. Uh, We're talking about one of the most famous ladies uh, of that particular line of work in the Old West, Uh, sometimes known as Doc Holliday's girlfriend. We're talking about Big Nose Kate. (laughs) I wonder why they called her Big Nose Kate. Well, you know, I've seen photographs of her even in her younger years, and she was not unattractive. Uh, but she was big. She was kind of a large lady. I, I've seen some photographs she, myself. She was husky. And I looked at her nose, and I couldn't see anything that would call her Big Nose Kate. So, Well, in, at that time, uh, they, uh, they had a fondness for irony. Uh, okay. uh, not everything was necessarily just as straightforward, surface level yeah, as it might a big seem. Nose, you didn't call somebody right. big nose. Uh, some big guy might be known as tiny. Bald yeah. guy, you might call him curly just for the sake of fun. Well, Kate was known to butt in where she may not have been wanted. She always sticking her nose into other people's business. That she was nosy. Sense. So she was a nosy person. That's why they called her Big Nose. Hence Kate. Big Nose. Gotcha. Uh, Kate rarely stuck to herself. She always had something to say about the situation. Well, Kate uh, was uh, actually in Dodge before Doc was. We, we know this. Uh, she was, of course, uh, well, of course, one thing that most people don't know is that she was actually not a citizen of the United States. She was Hungarian by birth. And, well, interesting upbringing, which probably didn't, uh, uh, didn't smooth out her moods at all. Uh, so, her, she, so maybe some of her background made her the way she was. More than likely. Uh, she, she had a very tempestuous uh, young life, I'll, I'll say it that way. Her father was a physician who was uh, transported actually from, from Hungary all the way to Mexico City. He was the sort of court physician for Emperor Maximilian down there in Mexico until so he had a, a, his government was, was overthrown. She was then uh, transported by her family back up to Iowa. Her parents died relatively young. She got stuck in a Catholic girls' school, which, having never been to a Catholic girls' school, I don't think I'd particularly enjoy it very much. Uh, Certainly, it didn't do a lot for her. Uh, She ran away and entered the field of prostitution and never looked back. You know, this whole idea of going into prostitution and why women back in those days did that, Uh, we'll we'll take that later. But let's continue with our story about Big Gnome State. We've got her here in Dodge City, Doc Holliday's not around, and so she's in town, and she's opened a business or either making money. Well, she is employed, actually, by uh, by James and Bessie Earp. Uh, James and Bessie had run a brothel in Wichita, 
okay. uh, where many of the ERPs had started before they moved out okay. to Dodge. Let's, let's hold here just a second. Now, are you saying Wyatt Earp, the law enforcement? Right. He was running, his wife was running a brothel? Uh, no, this was James Earp. James uh, Earp. Okay. James was an but older were, brother. But they were related. Yes, brothers. But they were running it here in this town in Dodge City. Absolutely. And that's that's why Wyatt came to Dodge City. He got fired from the police office in, in Wichita. He came out to work for his brother, James, who was running prostitution with his wife, Bessie. Well, wouldn't you think that that would be a conflict of interest? I mean, you know, but maybe not back in those days. How, how so? Well, I mean, I'm the, I guess maybe there wasn't any laws for it. My name is Koji. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Japanese America Podcast. So this is where we look at all things Japanese American. We will bring alive the history, culture, and people that make up this diverse community. In this month's episode, we'll examine Koji's unique family history. To help bring this story alive, we brought on actor and comedian Derek Mio. He was reported to be extremely pro-Japanese and anti-American in sentiment. Her husband was taken into custody by the military authorities under a warrant authorized by the Secretary of War, who was his enemy of the United States. He was my grandfather on my dad's side. To hear more stories about Japanese America, you can listen to this podcast anywhere you normally download your podcast. Well, if if prostitution was illegal, uh, which it was in many places, generally it was illegal just so that the city could have something to find. I got you. So you again, pure economics. As long as you paid the fine, you could continue doing your business. Sure, it's it's pure economics. Everybody knew it. So whatever was making the cowboys happy, that didn't matter. You paid your fines and make the cowboys happy. Exactly. Which is why this brothel was uh, effectively owned by Bessie Earp, James's wife. Because James, at times, was also serving on the police force in Dodge City, even before his younger brother Wyatt. So you've got policemen that are in the business. Of course. Okay. Of course. Everyone's got to make money, and And a a lawman's salary may not be enough to buy your kids Christmas presents. You know what I mean? So that really gives Big Nose Kate a little bit of security when she gets here in Dodge, and she can start and doing her thing. She's got a good job. Um, Of course, like anything, things slow down with the seasons, and after a year or so... uh, about 1874 or 75, we know she was here. Eventually, she wound up in Texas, which is where she met Doc Holliday. And, uh, of course, they got to talking. Doc wasn't doing so good down there with his business, and he was hearing stories about Dodge City from Kate. Seemed like that uh, pretty good place to go. Seemed so like he could make a lot of money in Dodge City. And the rest, of course, is history. So he comes here to gamble, she's here doing the prostitution, mm-hmm. and big money is being made. And they, well, they both liked making money uh, in, in different ways. Uh, also had a very, I'll go back to the word tempestuous, relationship. Uh, they were either pawing at each other or scratching each other's eyes out, if not just taking outright shots at each other. So was that going on here at Dodge City? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That was going on everywhere they were. So anytime they went to a place, they were in conflict. Absolutely. Those two those two sharing a small hotel room together, I I wouldn't even want to be in the same hotel. And 
And many people didn't. Uh, <laughs> so they just kind of cleared out the top floor or whatever. And Doc and Big Nose were there, and they, nobody wanted any part of that. Well, see, they were living in the same room of the Dodge House Hotel that Doc was operating his dental practice out of. Room, I want to say it was room 24, uh, if memory serves, of the old Dodge House. So he's pulling so, teeth right next to the place where you're sleeping. Absolutely. If... If they got much sleep during the nights, Doc was generally out <laughs> perusing the gambling tables, uh, as was Kate. Uh, she was very verbal about the fact that she was the only one that she knew of that could beat him at the gambling tables. Oh, so she was a lot smarter than he was. And as I often say, wherever Doc Holliday went, who was very educated... Wherever Doc went, the only person in the room more educated, probably even smarter than he was, was Kate. So she kind of took care of him in a way. She really did. But on the other side of things, they didn't get along. She kept him alive when she wasn't trying to kill him. (laughs) And in some cases, quite literally. That's uh, a heck of a relationship. A very very well-known outburst between those two broke out in their hotel room uh, in the Dodge house. And the whole town heard it. Uh, I mean, mean, screaming and yelling. Screaming, cussing, biting, uh, shooting. Uh, She took a shot at it. All the city froze to listen to this quarrel. Tore up their hotel room. And, uh, well, Doc finally had enough. And the only way that he could get he actually hit her with the uh, the butt of his gun. He took a page out of Wyatt Earp's book and and just battered her over the head. And, of course, he was arrested. by Wyatt, or we think. Uh, but what we do know is he told him very specifically, said, I had to do something. And in his his words, he just, he had to had to shut her up. He just belted her lightly over the head with the back of his gun, sort, sort of a love tap uh, in his words. But it got his point across. and Probably caused a little contusion on top of the head. But oh, entirely possible. I want to now, hearing that story, I want to toast to a Hellcat. Hellcat and Hellcat Maggie and Big Nose Kate. Big Nose Kate. My goodness, what a story. So do you have anything else you want to add to maybe another lady of the evening that might have been at Dodge? Well, you know, the the whole idea of saying the word prostitute, Mm -hmm. you know, most people just kind of whisper that and say, you know, she's a prostitute. But when you say prostitute, why, why do people kind of ignore that? Well, in the modern day, it has certainly fallen out of favor. I mean, it's just, it's something that is localized and, and hidden. Certainly it's, it's illegal, uh, even as it was then. But the economics of the country are a little different now. Okay. So and it's, it's just not as accepted a practice. We use the, the hush-hush terms, but uh, they were got pretty creative at the time on some of the different things that they would call these ladies. You know, I'm going to have a challenge for you here in a little bit after we get through talking about the next, maybe next character that you might have for us, is to come up with as many names (laughs) that we could come up with other than using the term prostitute, okay? Anything but prostitute. Uh, Anything but prostitute, but here in a little bit we'll come up with that. Okay. Uh, So who who else? I'm already thinking. I'm already thinking. (laughs) Who else would you come up with that was here in Dodge City that was, I'll say it, a prostitute? 
Well, we've been talking so far about the more uh, more fiery aspects of some of these ladies, but the you know they, it's the Hellcats, of course. Uh, here's the Hellcat man. Hellcat, big note cake. Now we got another one. Having talked about some of these stories, uh, it would be bad form if we didn't mention that that some of these ladies, and again, I will use the term ladies were in fact some of the most beloved and respected ladies, not only of Dodge City, but of many towns throughout the West. One of the more reputable of the disreputable career ladies was uh, old Squirrel Tooth Alice. Squirrel Tooth Alice. Squirrel Tooth Alice. She was Does quite a lady. she looked like a squirrel or what? Well, was it another one of those, <laughs> those things that you talk about big nose, but she may have not had looked like a squirrel, so it was just a nickname. It just, just a nickname. Uh, she was very fond of tiny little critters, most specifically prairie dogs. She was always known to have a couple in, in cages in her room or... She would often be seen playing with one or two of them in her lap, even photographed with a couple of them with time So she was an animal lover. She was an animal lover. She liked the critters. Okay. But of course, in a town like that, you had... I think you said prairie dogs. Prairie dogs. That's a rodent. It is. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, 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 like, digs a hole in the ground. So supposedly, someone saw her out there with, with a prairie dog and just... Sort of put that all in his head together. Maybe he thought it was a squirrel or something, but uh, once she started being referred to as Squirrel Tooth Alice, it just stuck, and she she kept it for the rest and, of her and life. And she liked it. Uh, whether she, she liked it. Whether she liked it or not, once a name like that sticks, you're never rid of it. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about Squirrel Tooth Alice. Squirrel Tooth Alice. And she's here in Dodge City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eighteen. Oh, mid-1870s, like like most of them, okay. uh, when they first arrived here, in and out over the years. Is she a dance hall girl? Uh, no, she's strictly a prostitute, prostitute. Uh, as far as we know. Uh, okay. Many of those those ladies were uh, entertainers, uh, singers, uh, dance hall girls. But even then, it was considered, whether true or not, a woman in a bar is a prostitute. So as even, soon as you walk in a bar, you kind of just... You, you've, you've labeled yourself. Okay. Uh, again, okay. whether you are or not. That's that's another story we may have to talk about another time. Okay. But, uh, Alice was was known throughout the towns. Uh, Abilene, uh, certainly uh, Ellsworth, Thieven, Fort Griffin, Texas. Uh, we're pretty sure that she was actually there um, in Mobiti when, uh, when Bat Masterson is shot. That seems to be just another one of those nexuses that everyone turned up in. Uh, but by the time she got back to Dodge is really when she cemented her reputation. Uh, she was the paramour of Billy Thompson, uh, who was Ben Thompson's younger brother. Okay, so Ben Thompson, isn't he like the Englishman that was a famous gunfighter, marshal, a big-time gambler? A very big-time gambler, uh, well-known as a gunfighter, uh, spent... Spent quite a bit of time in and around Dodge City. Relatively good friends with Bat Masterson. So uh, Billy went on Thompson, had, a, had quite a career. Billy, Billy Thompson, Thompson is his brother. His generally lesser known younger brother, yes. Okay, and how's that connected between Billy and the squirrel tooth lady? Well, they uh, they found each other and they sort of kept each other for the rest of certainly his life. Okay, so what you're saying to me now is that you got... A couple 
here in Dodge City. Mm-hmm. One of them's name is Billy. Right. And the other one is Squirrel Tooth. They have a relationship. For but, over, tw- over 20 years. But she is a... She's a prostitute. Wow. Well, that's deep. Well, he was... Uh, <laughs> Billy was a bartender. You could call him... A, Call him a gunfighter. Uh, his brother Ben was more of a gunfighter. Billy, though hot-tempered, never quite had the reputation that that uh, Ben did. Uh, spent several years on the run from the law after he killed Sheriff Whitney over in Ellsworth. So he's kind of a troublemaker. Though. Billy was the troublemaker. Uh, ben, in those days, spent a lot of time trying to keep his brother alive. But, and Alice, Alice, Alice was good for Billy. Okay. Uh, I don't believe that there's anybody else that could have kept him alive for for as long as he did. So that's the neutral force in all of this to keep mm-hmm. Billy alive. You got to have Squirrel Tooth and Ben. They were good for each other. Okay. They were good for each other. Uh, had uh, several children, uh, at least four. Uh, they're they're. Wait a minute. Okay. So she's a prostitute. Okay. Billy Thompson. Is her husband? Whether they were ever legally married or not, they were together for over twenty years. So and yeah, you could call them children. Call common law married, certainly. So what what's going on with these four kids? I mean, she's a prostitute. He's a gambler. Well, you, boy, you know how kids happen. <laughs> <laughs> and and putting that together with what she did for wow. a living. Wow. Uh, what a story. <laughs> what a story. This is even better. Okay. Now, now uh, they're, of the daughters that they had, uh, every single one of their, their daughters followed their mother into the same prostitution profession. Uh, the boys didn't turn out much better. Um, not that they were <laughs> prostitutes, but they, they were living on the, uh, Edge the, the of side the of the law that didn't wear a badge. Wow. Boy, you talk about a family. Uh-huh. Well, it served their purposes, and it obviously worked and well-remembered because we're still talking about them today. Yeah, I guess so. They're, yeah, and we can say that that's another hellcat. She had her moments. All right, so let's talk toast to Squirrel Tooth Alice. Now... To the ladies of Dodge. The ladies of Dodge. You know, there was another story that I was uh, researching... Just recently, and and a picture came up, and it had this gal with a black eye. A black eye. And they were talking about sluggers, and they got into a fight over their profession. And do you know that story? Well, uh, the I've never seen a photograph of her. Uh, if you found that, I'd I'd. Well, I'd I have one. I'd <laughs> like. In fact, what I'll do is I'll post that photo of this pod show. Uh, when we when we complete it, we'll, oh, okay. I'll, I'll post that particular photo mm-hmm. of the gal with the black eye. Okay, <laughs> I'd but love to see that. she they had a big fight here in what it called Tin Pan Alley, uh, Tin Tin Pot Alley, Tin Pot Tin Pot Alley, alley. Tin okay. Pan Alley was Hollywood. Okay, so Tin yeah. Pot Alley, tin, tin Pot Alley was the alley behind Front Street. Uh, and was named as such because that's just where all the trash was thrown. And I'm so if they had any leftovers, they were tossing it out right. in a tin pan. Right, whether it be yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> refuse human and otherwise. So you can imagine the steam in the morning. Okay, 
one of, one of the uh, the jobs that those early day uh, Dodge City lawmen had was to peruse Tin Pot Alley and sort of clean things up. That's where they cast out. Like I say, all the refuse, human and otherwise, any drunks passed out that were they would you know, be back, back there. there right. Well, not the most sanitary of areas in Dodge City, uh, which in a town known for its uh, piles of stinking buffalo hides yeah, it, it, is, that's it saying something smell very well that's around saying here, something but, you know i can that it, it that scent now kind of adds to everything in right. the city of dodge okay well one of the uh, another one of the ladies that we haven't mentioned yet and also one of my favorites uh, okay. as was a favorite of many in dodge city her another name another hellcat another hellcat her name was lizzie palmer lizzie palmer lizzie palmer that's uh, a familiar name and she had at least one very serious Hellcat moment that we're aware of. She got in a fight with another girl. We don't know what caused it. Uh, another one of the, the local prostitutes. Uh, they just, they sort of took exception to each other. It came to blows. And, well, you've, uh, maybe you haven't. You've seen girls fight. Well, I have not it's, really, it's but you can kind of Scratching, oh, hair yeah. pulling, yeah. Just kind of like the Hellcat lady with sharp teeth and sharp nails and claws. Well, without the filed down teeth, probably <laughs> something to that effect. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. We also don't know who won that particular fight. However, uh, given the atmosphere, Lizzie was, she suffered a, a cut, a cut on her scalp, just enough to break the skin, and she it became infected. That's probably because they were wrestling around back there in the tin pot. Not the best, yeah, the best place to get in a fight. Right. Not the best place to just walk. <laughs> okay. But well, however it happened, uh, she the cut became infected and it killed her. Oh boy, that's not a good fight to end up, is it? Now here's where I always go. I go back to when I say ladies. Because these, I mean, some of these ladies were favorites, not just because of the entertainment that they provided, uh, and, you know, a night of forgetting your troubles, that sort of thing. At the same time, they were highly respected women because of not just the services that they provided, but because of the respect that they earned for the integrity that they had. So the cowboys walking down the street would see them on Front Street. They would take their hat off or take bow their to hat. Them. And pay them respect. Speak to them. Uh, there were some of these ladies that even the the more uh, respectable women of town, even though they would look down their noses at the profession, admired these women because of the strength of character that they had. How could you not? Right, right. I agree with that, yeah. Well, even a after Lizzie, of course, died, um, buried on Boot Hill, uh, one of two women that we, we know of who were buried out on Boot Hill, a bunch of the cowboys in town wanted to provide her a, a legitimate funeral, so they, complete with religion, with a, a, a real a real minister. Basically, the whole nine yards. Passing the hat for Libby Palmer. They were looking for. Him. Well, they they tracked down one itinerant minister who was out here, and he refused. Oh, he, he would flatly uh, refuse to provide. Yeah. Any, he would not sully the bottom of his shoes. By conducting a service on Boot Hill for some old broken down dead prostitute. 
Well, there there happened to be another preacher in town, brand new feller by the name of Ormond Wright, who'd been sent out oh, here yeah, to the yeah, mission yeah, field yeah, by the, the yeah, Presbyterian yeah, we, Church. We did a story on him. We did, yeah. actually. One of my favorite people in town. And, and Reverend Wright, uh, who, whose goal it was to build a church in town, uh, I say it, Reverend Wright was, he sort of did the Jesus thing, you know. He, he went to the people that actually needed him. He spent time with the... Uh, the, the less agreeable folks in town. And they beat down his door in the middle of the night uh, wanting and told him what they wanted to do a service for Lizzie. And he got up, he leaned over and told his wife, he said, I just, this is something that I need to do. And he conducted a service on Boot Hill for Lizzie Palmer. And after that, he could do no wrong. So, so the that, cowboys in town, the citizens respected him because he stood up for a prostitute. A Little Bit de Todo is a podcast about a little bit of everything for curious minds of all ages. I'm Christina, and you can tune in every weekday to learn about things like Cinco de Mayo, Chihuahuas, and volcanoes in Latin America. Episodes are bite-sized, 10 minutes long or less, and always Latin American related. Subscribe and follow A Little Bit de Todo podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Absolutely. That, that speaks not only to his character, but how much they thought of her. All right. Well, we've got uh, three Hellcat Maggie's under our breath, and the <laughs> Palmer, and we're going to toast. So tonight's Hellcat Maggie challenge will be to come up. Oh, your challenge! That's right. I forgot about with that. With a list of names given to these ladies of the evening, can we name a few more common names of reference for these ladies of the evening? And let's begin. I'm going to start with sporting women. Sporting women. Uh, sure. The, uh, oh, another one that I've heard of is Frail Sisters. Soil, soil Doves Ladies, of the Prairie? Soil Doves. Soil, soil Doves. Doves. That's, that's a classic. Okay. That, again, speaks to the Dove, speaks to how much they, they thought of them. Uh, what other names uh, can you come up with? Ladies of the Evening, Scarlet uh, Ladies. Public Women? Public Women, yeah. Serving, uh, serving ladies the, of Ill Fame. Ill fame, ill repute would yeah, be another yeah. one. <laughs> How about ladies of easy virtue? Easy virtue. Calico queens. Okay. Or, uh, now here's one for you you might not have heard. Ladies or nymphs of Du Prairie. You know, what would that mean? N- nymphs? Nymphs of Du Prairie? Yeah. I've not heard that one. Okay. Of course, well, we all know what a nymph is. okay so the next one brad what would you say would you come up with with another name for other than saying prostitute because we always have shied off from the word prostitute and we've come up with other names oh uh a few um i'm trying to think of a good one here uh uh, rahab uh women of rahab Women of one? Rahab? Of Rahab. Okay, so, all right, you're going to have to explain that one. Women of Rahab. Well, this is this is a time where I would say people were more educated and literary than we tend to give them credit for. And a biblical reference was generally okay. understood by most of the populace, whether or not they couldn't read. People knew their Bible stories. 
So Rahab was a Rahab was the uh, the prostitute who lived in the city of Jericho. Who, uh, okay. who took saved the spies from the soldiers and and asked that uh, that they when Israel came in and and you know, fought the battle of Jericho, she asked that that she be saved. Hung that cord out of her window, and of course she she was. They killed the whole city and knocked down the walls and. But Rahab and her family were saved because she took care of those Israelite spies, wow. okay. even though she was a prostitute. One of those, one of those Bible stories that really uh, raises up the, the should we say, the dregs of society into uh, prominent, uh, prominent roles. I have never heard that before. Uh, women of evil name and evil fame. Evil name and evil fame. Well, certainly evil fame. Uh, well, one of my favorites is Cyprian. Oh, okay. So that one's that word's way too big for me, so you're going to have to explain Cyprian. that. Cyprian. Cyprian is one that I have, uh, a lot of the old newspapers, uh, at least in Dodge City, I don't know that I've read it in newspapers elsewhere, but in Dodge City they were fond of the term Cyprian, uh, referring to the island of Cyprus, Okay. which was uh, the ancient world believed to be the, the birthplace of Aphrodite. We all know what kind of a gal Aphrodite was, uh, also the, the patron goddess of prostitution. So they just go around and it's, say... It's very classy, sort of a classy term. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you were probably from the Victorian age, you probably would have used that term. Uh, frail sisters, scarlet ladies. Uh, calico queen. Oh, we said calico queens. Yeah, right. and girls or women of the night. That's, of course, pretty traditional. Women of the night. Fancy ladies. Fan- calico fancy. queens. Horizontal. Well, <laughs> horizontal experts. Now, that, let, let's that, talk that about might that have, one. That might have been one <laughs> that, that probably didn't see print a whole lot. But, uh, <laughs> so, so I'm going down the, about in the back room I'm bar. going down the street. I see this prostitute walking down the street. And I, I lean over and I say, okay, that... I don't want to call her a prostitute. Mm-hmm. But I say, hey, there goes a horizontal expert. Well, it, I tend to believe, while I, I believe that term might have been used, I also tend to believe that in the wrong company, you might have got <laughs> you punched probably, in the eye yeah, for that you probably one. would have. And then I mean, fall- you, you call Lizzie Palmer a horizontal expert, and you're, <laughs> it might be the last words you utter well, because you're losing could, some that teeth. That could have been what caused the big conflict between Wyatt Earp and... Um, it may have been. And he may have called her a horizontal expert, and that's what caused the whole problem right then and there. He wasn't always known for being the most tactful with his verbiage. Well, and I can imagine that. Yeah. So, so you got fallen women. Fallen women. Uh, uh, pleasure purveyors. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they liked alliteration back yeah. then. Yeah, and then red light ladies. Red light, oh sure, red light ladies. Uh, fairies of the half world. That's one I've heard before. That's, I've never understood quite exactly what that means, but I, I like it. Fairies, fairies of the half, of, fairies of the that, half world. That would be kind of what you would say in uh, maybe at, at dinner <laughs> when you're sitting around a family dinner and you would say, uh, you, this name would come up and you'd say in front of everyone, She's just a fairy of the half world. Sounds like one you'd use when there were kids in the room. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. too. 
Okay, so Brides of the Multitude. Brides, that's a good one. Brides of the, Bride multitude. Of the multitude. Yeah, I have heard that one before. Mm-hmm. All right, so that kind of concludes our challenge for the night of all the things that you could say. That's quite a list. We need to write those down. Well, I I think we've got it recorded now, and anybody else that wants to throw one in, they can definitely write us. If if uh, you come up with a good one, let us know. Absolutely. They can write us at wildwestpodcast at gmail.com. We're looking for other names you would call ladies of the night or other ways that you could say prostitute. Okay, that's it for now. Remember to check out our Wild West podcast shows on iTunes Podcast or at wildwestpodcast.buzzsprout.com. We'd like to conclude our show by thanking our sponsor, boothillproductions.com. And if you would like to sponsor our show, just send us an email at wildwestpodcast at gmail.com. We would also like to thank Mr. G's Liquor here in Dodge City, who has been very accommodating in locating our special request. Mr. G's is a locally owned and sells various brands of quality liquor. If you are unable to find what you are looking for at the shop, contact Mr. G and he will special order it for you. Always remember to drink responsible. Thanks for listening to our podcast. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribute, non-commercial license. You can learn more about the legends of Dodge City by visiting our website at worldfamousgunfighters.com or visit us at bootheelproductions.com. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Mike.